Wound Up podcast, and we're back from a fairly epic break, um, pretty literally. Unfortunately. <laughs> Unfortunately, I actually broke my ankle, so I've been out of the loop on things for a couple of months, so sorry about that, dear listeners, but we are raring back, and today we are going to go over a few news items from the past couple of weeks. I'm Gwen Jordanay, and I'm an editor for UC Santa Cruz News. And I'm Dan White. I'm a writer for UC Santa Cruz News. If you see Gwen, by the way, could you be really nice to her? Because she's the healing process and uh, uses your encouragement. Oh so. my gosh. Try not to knock me over. Don't knock her over. Yeah. We're going to talk about the recent news from UC Santa Cruz, all of which you can find at news.ucsc.edu. So, all right, let's dive in. What do you got, Dan? I've got all kinds of news coming up. Mm-hmm. Let's see. For starters, Alumni Weekend. Can you believe it? No. Return of the Slugs is coming already. I thought it just happened. I, I know. Just put away it my was party like stuff a couple weeks last ago. Last week. <laughs> uh, time to start planning for your epic return, Slugs. Hello. Woo. Back to campus for Come Alumni Weekend. Back. And the theme this time around is You Belong. Yep. I think it's true that you, listener, will feel like you belong. Mm-hmm. I've been to a bunch of these now. They've got a really good vibe of warmth and fun and also mm-hmm. learning. Inclusive, family-like atmosphere. It really is. Uh, <laughs> it really is true there is a sense of belonging at these gatherings. I've been to a few now. There's always a sense of warmth and fun and inclusiveness. This mm-hmm. year will have a real festival vibe. Yeah. Uh, the activities take place from Friday, April 26th. I hope you're writing this down. Through yeah. Sunday, April 28th. And there's a lot going on uh, starting on Friday, including, among other things, the Graduate Research Symposium. The schedule, however, really kicks into high gear on Saturday when attendants will get to pick and choose from a pretty huge array of offerings, including a chance to lace up your running shoes once again and start off the day with a 5K fun run benefiting student scholarships. Awesome. Um, Gwen, unfortunately, won't be doing that this I, year. Wh- uh, yeah, not unless I'm on crutches, well, which I don't think cr- I will. Yeah. But um, I hope a lot of people do it because uh, it's an awesome benefit for student scholarships. And very scenic. Yeah. Uh, and uh, one of the day's other highlights is a fascinating talk about high-impact science with an all-star group of UC Santa Cruz physics and biological science faculty who are also alumni, by the way. Mm -hmm. Saturday is also a opportunity to see a beloved campus rock band, The Flowers of Evil, (laughs) get back together after all these years, which should be really cool to watch them rock out once again. Also, the beer and wine reception that Saturday at 4 o'clock will be really special because, well, it takes place at the newly refurbished Quarry Amphitheater, but it'll also Mm -hmm. be your chance to raise a toast for Chancellor George Blumenthal, who is retiring and stepping down from his post after what will have been 13 years as the top administrator for UC Santa Cruz. So that should be a poignant moment. Mm -hmm. Uh, Also, uh, Baskin Engineering is a lot of exciting events through the weekend as well. And uh, on Saturday night, there's also a big dance party at Ma Museum of Art and History, which should be pretty rocking. That's going to be fun. And if you want to find out more about all the uh, sundry events happening that weekend, please visit alumniweekend.ucsc.edu to get the skinny on everything. Uh, in other news, a new book by longtime UC Santa Cruz Humanities Research Associate Carolyn Burke examines four artists who profoundly shaped 20th century art. This exciting new biography tells the story of two of the most famous artist couples of the era, 
It follows the career of Alfred Stieglitz, Giorgio O'Keefe, Paul Strand, and Rebecca Salisbury as they made a uh, quiet challenge to those who refused to see photography as art. Hmm. Offering insight into an important period in American art, the book ranges from Stieglitz's controversial 1921 New York exhibition featuring his works of an unidentified nude, uh, to time spent in Taos, New Mexico, where the foursome became a really important part of that town's burgeoning art scene. Mm. New York Times gave it a wonderful review, said it was fascinating and well-told, it's uh, lavishly illustrated, and that was published by uh, Knopf, really prestigious mm. publishing house, in March. Also in the news, uh, Gwen, mm. imagine having a newly discovered or classified ocean critter named after you. Oh my God, Disney. that would be awesome. The Gwen porpoise. The... <laughs> <laughs> the Gwen Octopus. Oh my gosh. Whoa. The Dan White that... sea cucumber. <laughs> Gwen Squid. That would definitely make me feel very special. Depending on the critter. Uh. I was attacked by a Gwen shark. Anyhow, something similar has happened recently, although the critter in question is kind of small. Jonathan Zara, a professor of ocean sciences at UC Santa Cruz, has spent most of his career studying these uh, microbes and the role in ocean ecosystems, and now a group of tiny sea organisms is being named in honor of Professor Zer. Hmm. Awesome. These creatures are called Zeria, (laughs) and they are a variety of marine cyanobacteria, which are part of a group of organisms that may be minute, but they've got a very oversized job. They play a crucial role in fertilizing the oceans by quote-unquote, fixing nitrogen from the atmosphere into a form that other organisms can use and consume. And I loved his understated reaction. It's nice to have my name associated with this group of organisms because I've spent so much of my career working on them, Zare said. And then he added, I've been telling people I won't need to have a gravestone now. (laughs) um, (laughs) He's not a taxonomist himself, but he knew the senior author of the paper on these critters, Jeffrey Johansson, uh, and um, Zare called him after he found out, and he uh, sent Johansson a couple of bottles of wine. Oh, nice. To thank you for the honor. Mm-hmm. Hopefully the, the wine didn't have the critters living inside it, <laughs> fixing the nitrogen in the bottles. But then moving back to dry land now. Okay. Give you a chance Let's to dry off. Of the the ocean. Uh, University of California Board of Regents uh, recently approved two major Uh, projects on campus, the Mm -hmm. student housing West development, as well as the renewal plan for Kresge College, the historic uh, college on uh, campus. Both projects are focused on supporting the the needs of current UC Santa Cruz students. The Kresge College uh, renewal aims to update the residential college through a mix of new construction and renovation to meet the needs of today's student body. The college, as you may know, was constructed in 1973. Student Housing West will create, get this, 3,072 new beds at two sites, one (laughs) one along Heller Drive, the other along Hagar Drive. Additionally, it will provide a new child care facility that will be able to extend services to the children of faculty and staff in addition to students. Now, the campus published the first EIR, Environmental Impact Reports, for both Kresge and Student Housing West that was uh, back in February. Uh, I should know before the final vote on this, uh, and I watched the proceedings, by the way, streamed, there was a pretty involved discussion of the Student Housing West plan in a Regents Committee. Mm-hmm. And while the committee did express broad support for the project as a whole, some referenced correspondence from uh, members of the UC Santa Cruz community who opposed development on part of the campus's uh, East Meadow 
while others, uh, citing the pressing need for more housing on campus, voiced strong support for the proposal as it stands now. So, uh, yeah. yeah, so it's pretty big news uh, for, for UC Santa Cruz. Yeah, big news, big change. And uh, Gwen, so mm -hmm. that brings me to you. <laughs> What's on my news radar? I would like to well, know. Let's, let's check the radar. Um, okay, well, we have some new information about asteroids. Did you, were you aware of, of this? Asteroids that are made out of metal. What? See, I, I'm, I honestly never thought about what asteroids are made out of. I just thought rock, you know, or something. I thought they were but made out of asteroids. So, <laughs> yes, Overwhelmingly. Yes, the, the material asteroid. Um, there, are, there are asteroids that are made out of metal. And metallic asteroids are thought to have started out as blobs of molten iron floating in space. Isn't that weird? What it is is unnerving. Like how... Like there's no umbrella you could use yeah. against molten iron. I know. This sounds very medieval. And if that's not strange enough, scientists now think that as the metal cooled and solidified, volcanoes spewing liquid iron could have erupted through a solid iron crust onto the surface of these asteroids. Oh my goodness. I know. Such violence. Totally. This possibility came from planetary scientists at UC Santa Cruz who started to investigate because NASA is going to launch a probe to Psyche, the largest <laughs> metallic <laughs> asteroid in the solar system. I had not heard of Psyche before, and I didn't know you could I didn't know you could do a mission to asteroids. Like I thought they were too small to land on, but I guess not. Francis Immo, a professor of Earth and planetary sciences, was interested in the composition of metallic asteroids. So he had graduate student Jacob Abrahams work on some simple models of how the asteroids cooled and solidified. NASA's um, Psyche mission is scheduled to launch in 2022, so a few, a few years from now, and then reach the asteroid in 2026. So it is a little ways off. But um, signs of these type of volcanoes that researchers could look for when they get there include variations in the color or composition of material on the surface and possibly features that look like volcanic like vents. But large cones are probably unlikely, according to Abraham. So you're not going to see, like, diamond head. Skiing. <laughs> so it's <laughs> something new and interesting to investigate, and now or soon we may find out more about these asteroids. And you know, if that probe gets lost on the way to Psyche, <laughs> can't really use Siri, right? Because it's from satellites that revolve around oh, the Earth. That would be a bummer. So someone's got to just sort of calculate that all. And, you know, yeah. I'm really revealing someone who just knows what he's talking about. <laughs> so I, I suppose we should probably People far on. smarter than us are yeah. doing this, so we need not bother our pretty heads. Gosh, if I was in charge, I'd hate to think of where that would end up. Right. But, I know. We would not have Google Maps. <laughs> okay, so next I want to get the word out on an extraordinary brand new class called Transcommunal Cooperation and Peacemaking. Interesting name, which yes. is a joint endeavor of UC Santa Cruz College 10, Soledad Prison, and the Youth Violence Prevention Program Barrios Unidos. For 10 weeks, 14 undergraduates and 28 Soledad students studied and discussed writings about nonviolence, racism, colonialism, toxic masculinity, and poverty. 
they examined cases of peacemaking and social justice movements in Northern Ireland, Sudan, the United States, and other places. And by all accounts, it was an extraordinary quarter. An emeritus professor of sociology, John Brown Childs, taught the class. Childs pioneered the theory of transcommunality and sees it as a way to bring people from diverse backgrounds together to overcome stereotypes and build mutual respect, but without trying to like change anybody's mind or so-called convert anybody in the process, which seems like a, a really effective way of, of doing, doing it. With growing concern among UC Santa Cruz students about mass incarceration and the prison industrial complex, the, the class, which is two units, offered undergraduates something really different. And interest was really high, as you can imagine. Students had to apply to take it, and almost every applicant had some personal experience with the criminal justice system. So it was really probably very meaningful for, for them. What an incredible class just for bridge building between yeah. these two groups, too. Yeah, exactly. All right, and speaking of new things at UC Santa Cruz, we have a brand new alumni travel program. And this looks so exciting. Like imagine vis visiting the ancient burial grounds of Saqqara with an Egyptologist who has actually created a 3D model of, of the site. She's a total expert. Or consider visiting, uh, consider exploring London's diverse culture, including its rich theater scene with somebody who's spent his academic life studying. British playwrights, authors, and poets. And those are just two of the experiences being offered by this new travel program that will link travelers with some of the campus's best and brightest professors for a deep dive into a trove of the world's most fascinating places. It's called Inspired Expeditions, and the program has five trips planned right now from Egypt to London to the Galapagos, Okinawa, and Chile starting in October this year. Oh, that sounds great. That it makes me jealous. What a, what a chance to have a really focused and enjoyable travel where you're really coming away with an appreciation of something specific from the culture, which is, which is wonderful. It sounds know. so cool. I want to go. <laughs> so check it all out and get information at travel.ucsc.edu. Very cool. Okay, so I think that's kind of our news pretty much for today. Of course, there's lots of other news stories you can always find at news.ucsc.edu, but there is a cool-sounding event coming up that I wanted to highlight. It's happening Wednesday, April 24, from 5.30 to 9 p.m. at the Merrill Cultural Center, and it's called Fail Fest. Life Happens, Challenging Notions of Failure Through Stories of Resilience. And alumni are welcome. So, I don't know, like, have you ever failed at anything? Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I, I feel like uh, addressing and overcoming failure is really what it's all about. Certainly with anyone involved in, in, in writing pursuits. You know, <laughs> that gosh. is true. So, it, this is, um, I know, it's, this is a nice, like, take on failure and turning it uh, into onto its head. It's being put on by the First Generation Initiative, and what it promises is to reflect on shared experiences through the power of storytelling, complicate our notions of failure by examining historical and ongoing barriers that undermine success, affirm our shared strengths in re resilience and resourcefulness, and build and strengthen community ties. 
You can network with faculty, staff, and students over dinner through activities and learn about campus resources. There'll be a performance by UC Santa Cruz band Cadence Keys and a keynote by alumna and actor Adela Barnes. Who's always such a force. Yes. I talked with her when she was on campus for the revival of Raisin in the Sun. Yeah. In the Sun, and she played an important role in that and was working with the students. And she really is, is, is quite wonderful. Yes. And there's a lot to learn from her. I know. She's I, always giving back to the campus. She is too. always giving back. I chatted with her last alumni weekend, and she is just a powerful person. So I'm hoping she's got some amazing things to share at this event. Go to calendar.ucsc.edu for more info on that. All right. So unless you've got anything else you wanted to chat about. Well, uh, Gwen, I just want you to, to, to rest up your, your leg and heal up <laughs> properly. And, uh, and, Thank you. Uh, and that's pretty much my big takeaway is everyone. Give your encouragement to Gwen and her leg. Oh, thank you. Thanks. I'm I'm sure good vibes will help. Okay, then. uh, That's it for this time. Good as always to have you with us. And we will see you next time. See you all later. All right. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.